The first scripture reading will be come from Isaiah chapter 6, verses 8 through 10. Um, my favorite part about the mission trip was when we went to the local kitchen and helped serve food to the homeless. And that really just helped remind me how blessed we are and how we shouldn't take things for granted. Because looking at them, they don't, they don't have much food. They, don't have, they, wear the, they wear the same clothes every day. And that was my favorite part. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go and say to this people, Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull, and their ears heavy, and blind their eyes. Lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. I'll be reading Luke 19.10 and Matthew 28.18-20. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. My favorite part of the mission trip was probably uh, riding the bus with the kids, uh, just hearing them sing just really uh, touched me, uh, hearing that younger kid and just hearing uh, that Jesus is running through them. That's just really encouraging as someone who's just 15 to see. My verse will I'll be doing Romans 8, 28 through 31. Um, Dustin told me to uh, pick out a favorite moment in the Chattanooga trip. Mine was probably when all the guys in the room would gather in a circle. It would be me, Roy, and Jordan, and um, Tristan, slash chicken strip, Dustin, and all of them. We'd gather in a circle and we'd pray for each other. And I never really prayed for anybody before, so it was a first for me, and so for my brother. And uh, he told me to read these verses, so I'm going to read these. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For those God forever knew, He also predestined to be, to be comforted, confirmed to the imagined image of His Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Quick show of hands. If you've ever been on a mission trip, raise your hand. I love it. Thank you. I'm thankful, like I said, for this church. So many people 
have gone on mission trips that have probably never gotten an opportunity because of this church. And so I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that. I remember the mission reports at the old church and Chuck asking me to speak and me being terrified. I'm still a little nervous, but I mean terrified. Not remembering a word I said and it probably being the biggest disaster that's ever happened. I remember Charlotte Deberry writing me a note and said, you did an amazing job. And the whole time I was like, no, I didn't. I destroyed it. Like My mom told me, you know. Uh, I'm thankful for people in the church that support young people. I want to talk tonight a few things and tell you about our mission trip. It's the second time that we've been to Chattanooga. We teamed up with the Inner City Church of Christ in Chattanooga. I think they're going to be possibly rolling that just so you can see. Hopefully you can see a few of those pictures. Um, but we had a great, we had a great trip. Uh, we went before our Bible school, so we weren't going to do a Bible school per se, but we were going to do service projects in the morning, and we were going to do a bus route at nighttime going into different projects and picking up kids to come hear about Jesus. And so this is the second time that we've done this. There's a guy named Kenneth Dupree that everyone in the world needs to meet. He's been working with the inner city church for 27 years and uh, he has a heart for young people. He has a heart for the lost, and he has a zeal that is contagious. The first night we got there, we sang together with them. They are a small church, but it doesn't sound like it when they sing, and it's encouraging. And that was really one of the big things for me. If you see this playing right here, Miss Betty Beckham is, is in the nursing home up there, and we made her year, I think, going to see her. And she said, you know, I know I'm close to my mark up here, but my home's in Savannah. So we were able to take Savannah uh, to her. I want to share a few things. Like I said, we did in the morning, we, did out, we did out, went out and did service projects. Two different days, we went downtown area and we went to what they call the community kitchen. There's a couple hundred people each day downtown Chattanooga that get fed. They live on the street. They sleep wherever they can sleep, and a lot of our young people shared that really meant a lot to them. It's, you know, it's, it stood out to them, and I'll share some things about that later, but two different days we helped with that. We served food, and it's pretty incredible how fast they can get 200 people in to eat, but we did that. Um, you saw a time where everybody had their hair net on, but we went to the Chattanooga Food Bank one day and packed several hundred things of food. The, the girls did something else. I mean, one group did something else, but they worked us. I don't know that I want to go back. No, but it was incredible, and it really was. Uh, our young people worked and worked and worked and never complained. And that's one thing that, you know, as I think about this trip, it's hard to complain when you're busy working in the church. And it was hot, and we were working, and I, I will never forget that. And I, we told them, shared that every night. Um, we teamed up with three congregations during the week, uh, Rossville, Georgia, East Ridge, and Chattanooga, and Clear Creek, uh, outside of Chattanooga there. Um, Greta found us a house in Chickamauga, Georgia. She has an ability to do that if you're ever going to stay somewhere. Don't book without calling her, but we stayed together in a little farmhouse. It was awesome. Um, every day we went to the church, we went a different route, just to let you know and take you on our trip. I'm glad we have GPS because we were lost every time. 
One time we went up on a mountain and got in a roundabout. And we were like, what are we doing? But every time we went, we went a different direction. Seriously. Just the, the GPS said, this is the best route. And we were lost, so we just had to trust it. Um, we told Kenneth that, that works there, we said, we went by a hospital to come in. And he knew where we were staying, and he went, what hospital? Yeah, so that, that was fun. Uh, but that was an adventure every day. And we always got to the church, and we always got home, but it was, it was always different. Um, I want to share tonight a few things, the lessons that, that were learned on the trip, and I want to read a few things that a couple of the girls sent to me of things that stood out. I hope that you don't just consider a mission trip something that happens in the summer or something that happens when you go out of town. And so I want to come back to that later, but I just want to challenge you to think about the mission that you're on tonight. But I want to share a few things that, that we learned. First off, when you leave, every time we leave, we have this what to bring list, okay? And I do that list typically. And it's an old list, but I just change it. It's usually the same list, okay? People laugh at my list. But anyway, we got there, and the first day, I didn't have a toothbrush, okay? Don't forget your toothbrush. We had to stop and get one. I grossed everybody out, but that happened. A couple of life lessons learned, okay? Number one, we are blessed people. I hope, you, I hope you know that. I hope you feel that way. And I guess you, you get so used to just going through life that you don't think about that. But when, when you feed homeless people and when you pack food, it just challenges, it challenges you in your thinking. Um, it's been a long time since I've uh, prayed for those things. You know, I just want to, to remind us that we're blessed. And if you don't know it, go down there sometime and feed folks. It's, it's, it challenges you to hand a plate to somebody who looks like they have no hope in their life, to try to encourage them. Uh, that, that really touched me. We're blessed and we need to be thankful for God. Number two, the second thing I have, choo-choo barbecue is good. Um, there's a wrap to that, but I'm not going to go there. Um, but if you're ever there, you should try it. That's not even part of the sermon. Um, the, the third thing that I thought about there is my prayer life could use some adjustments. I, I don't know about you, but I pray a lot of times about the same old things in the same old ways. And I was challenged this week to think about my prayer life and, and really think about it. I mean, how long has it been since you have thanked God for the food that was on the table and really meant it? I, I was challenged to think about those things as you go drive through a town or you drive through a project and you see folks that, you know, we, we just get so used to the mundane and people would love to live in your house and to have your bank account. And, to ha and we just always look at what we don't have. And so I was challenged in that. And I thought a lot about my prayer life and how I, I really want to pray. I really want to thank God for the goodness, for how good He has been to me. Um, we always focus on the bad, but I think, I think it's time for all of us to, to, to think about the positive, to wake up every day and to thank God for what He's done for you, for the family that He's given to you. That someone didn't have, and there's nothing wrong with this, but that someone did not have to drive a bus into your neighborhood to pick you up so that you could maybe hear about Jesus. 
How long has it been since you really thank God for Christian heritage, for, for someone opening the Bible and telling you the stories of the Bible and loving you and having Bible school? That doesn't happen for everyone and we, we take it for granted. The, the next thing that I learned is that folks are, folks are hurting. People in our world, they're struggling and they're hurting and you can see it on their face, you can see it in their actions and you wonder... What have they done and where have they been and how life would have been different if they would have had my mama or your mom maybe? And how life could be different. But you just think about that. People are hurting. And the answer is Jesus. And we have that hope. And it's not blind. And so it's not just a mission trip. Our life should be a mission to tell people about Jesus. And I'm not saying that as Christians we don't hurt, but we have something that the world needs. And I really thought, thought a lot about that. Um, I thought a lot about the fact that we need to take confession more serious. The Bible says that over and over. Confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another. One of the last nights that we were there, Jonathan mentioned it, but one of the last nights we were there, we do this on lots of trips. And... Um, we're so busy, I think we just forget to pray. And some of the simple things, maybe we've forgotten. But our girls were downstairs, our boys were upstairs. Um, we sat in a circle and shared what we were struggling with, and the person beside us prayed. As we were uh, sharing upstairs, I could hear girls downstairs crying. I saw grown men and young people cry together, and I thought a lot about confession. And the fact that we should be doing those things. We should take God's Word seriously. We should pray for one another. Who doesn't need prayers? And so, that always, that always stands out to me when we do that. Several trips a year we do that. And we just pray for each other. And what you find out is that you're not alone in your struggle. And that we need each other. And that God has given us each other to live in community. So I, I've thought a lot about that. Several of our young men are going to share that, but it was the first time they've ever said a prayer out loud. I'm thankful for that. During the week after they prayed in circle, we went around and we door knocked. Both of those young men prayed for multiple strangers. Isn't that cool? You learn something and then you go practice it. That's what mission, that's what mission trips should do. And so, it shouldn't be that we come home and then we wait for next year's mission trip. It should be that we learn, that we're equipped with something, and now we're ready to pray. So, I, I think we take those things for granted. I, I know I have. Um, the next thing that I thought about is that heaven's going to be great. Everybody that raised your hand, I hope every time we leave on one of these trips, we spend money, we go out of the country, we go stateside, whatever we do, I always think it's worth it for one soul. One soul, that's all. We don't know if it's going to be now or later. We know and we trust that God will give the increase. But you never know where that one soul is going to come from. But we always, we always do our work. Maybe we're planting, maybe we're sowing seed. Whatever it may be, you always talk about that one soul. And I can't wait to be in heaven with folks that maybe are in inner city Chattanooga. Or maybe from Honduras. Or maybe somebody that works with you or somebody in your family one day being in heaven with someone that you told the story of Jesus to. That's exciting to think about. 
Several things were mentioned. I want to read a few of the things that the girl shared with me really quick, if you'll give me a, a second. Um, things that stood out. Um, Emma said, door knocking and the bus rides. Those kids are so fired up about singing on the bus. It's, uh, it's really encouraging. Madison says, my favorite memory was meeting the kids and feeding the homeless. Ashlyn Dale said, my favorite memory was when Jordan, Nolan, Amanda, Chicken Strip, Jonathan, Sarah, and Dawson all packaged bags of macaroni that had to be exactly 12 ounces for the food bank. I think they got in trouble for that. I think there's some more, but I, w I want you to think about uh, the mission trip, the mission that you're on. As, as we look at, at this next week, I want you to turn over to Genesis chapter 12. I don't know how many mission trips I've been with this church, but I've been on a bunch. And I remember the first one going to Homa, Louisiana and learning that food that I thought was spicy uh, was not spicy, that they had a whole new spice going on down there. But you meet people and you travel, and it doesn't matter if you go in the country or wherever you go, you see the same thing. People are people are people have fun together. They love jumping rope, they love to eat, they love to share. But the, the common denominator is always that people are struggling, and like I said, they need, they need the Lord. They need us, the people in your life, the people this week. I know it's Sunday night, and this is our Sunday night crowd, but this week, as you go out into your normal life, as you go out into your job, I want you to, challenge, to be challenged to think about this week you're on a mission trip for the Lord, and what does God have plans for you? Are you going to be like Isaiah and say, Here I am, Lord. Send me. I'm ready. I wonder sometimes if we're like Isaiah or if we're like Moses. Say, Send my brother. I'm not ready. How many excuses do we make to not do mission work? Genesis chapter 12. I want you to, to just think about this just for a second with me. One of the most challenging acts of faithfulness in God's Word to me happens in Genesis 22 when Abraham offers his son Isaac. When he goes and you see that faithfulness of, from a parent's standpoint of what are you thinking or why would you do that or I, I can't imagine that feeling. But Abraham was willing to do that in Genesis 22. But his faithfulness didn't start there. It starts in Genesis chapter 12. And I want you to think about this just for a moment. I want everyone in here tonight to think about the comfort zone that they live in spiritually. Because when you go on a mission trip, that's out of the window. I'm looking at Alan Hooper back there because I remember scrubbing heads in Panama, Central America. You remember that? It was 107 degrees, alright? And we're scrubbing heads for lice and so, so, so many normal things, they just out the window. It's literally, it's like, God, what, what do you want from me? How can I serve you? you? You get outside of your comfort zone, and God does great things. Most of us, spiritually, we live in this comfort zone, and we never leave it. We never challenge ourselves to test the water. So when you see young people who are nervous, but they try to pray for each other, and they try to reach out, and you know it's hard for them, but you see them do it, and God blesses those things. And Genesis chapter 12 Abram, who's going to be Abraham, is called. 
I love this text. And you've probably thought about this. You've heard this before. But I'm extremely challenged by this, this passage of Scripture. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who will bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse him, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. Now time out. Think about what God just asked Abram to do. Alright? I want you to leave your family. I want you to leave your comfort zone. And I am going to bless you. We always think about 22, about Genesis 22, but the faithfulness begins right here. So Abram went. Check it. As the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Now my question tonight and my challenge for you to think about is how many times do you see something that you know you should do or you see an opportunity and you don't do it? How about when we turn to James and he says, if you know good that you should do and you don't do it for that person, it's what? It's sin. And to me, that's one of the most challenging verses in the Bible as well. Of seeing a need and not doing anything. So, so the challenge tonight, the challenge for us as we went um, to Chattanooga, the challenge for us daily is will we leave what's comfortable and follow God? This week, will you do it? Next week, will you do it? Because it's uncomfortable. Alright? Everybody do this with me. Cross your arms. Just normal. Do your normal thing. Some of y'all look like real demonstrative here. Okay, cross them the other way. It's like, what do we do? It's, it's, uh, some of y'all may do that, but for most of you, you're probably like, I don't even know if I have hands. Like you forgot how to use them because it's uncomfortable for you. So many things that God has asked us to do, if we're not careful, will be uncom- too uncomfortable for us to try it. And so this week, I, here's the challenge. I want you to go into this week, I'm going to try my best to go into this week as if I am on a mission from the Lord and He's going to bring people into my life that that I need to help. And He's going to bring people into my life that are going to help me. I mean, think about just the conversations of Zacchaeus, okay? Just think about that. Zacchaeus thought they were going to lunch. There was so much more going on for Jesus. The disciples thought that they were going fishing and that it was a guided trip and it was so much different than that. So I just want to challenge our body here tonight to think about the mission that we're on. And, and, and what would Jesus say about the mission? What grade would you get? Is it a C- minus or is it an A+, plus or somewhere in the middle? Or are we really struggling? Or have we ever considered that we're on a mission trip every day and that the world needs to see Jesus living in you and living in me. And that, and that so many times we, we forget that and we get so busy that we miss it. And so this week, the challenge is to, to, to pray, to, to have that prayer with God, to say, God, I want, you, I want You to guide my steps this week. Here I am. Send me. I'm going to leave my comfort zone and I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to try you this week and see what happens. Pray. Talk to God. Be different. If we're not uncomfortable for God, we're probably not doing what He has called us to do.
So many times that's happened. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11 and look at it. And all those people, they did something that was out of the ordinary. This week, that's the challenge. I'm thankful for you. I hope, I hope that you've been challenged tonight by being here. Every time you open God's Word, uh, neat things happen as you, as you look at someone like Abram. So, I'm, I'm challenged by that big time. If, if you're here tonight and you need the prayers of our church family, there is nothing more than we would want to do. Sometimes in this mission that life that we go through, we get in a tough spot where we don't know where to turn and don't know what to do, but God is waiting. you got a church family that loves you, that's in support of you, and uh, there's nothing that we'd rather do tonight than see someone begin their walk with the Lord or someone that needs to confess that sin to do that. Leave your comfort zone, even if it means walking down the aisle as, as we stand and sing. Bye.